Good morning. Welcome again to another episode of the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Rahim, and with me again, I have Aaron Timms. Uh, good morning, Aaron. How are you? And I hope everything has been good with you the last week. Good morning. Yeah, I'm very good. I'm pleased to be here again. <laughs> nice. Okay, so now we're, uh, we're in episode six today, and we are going to dive into chapter five, right? But we have uh, agreed to do like a little bit of a of a recap on what we spoke about, just like to remind everybody what we've been through and all the chapters before, what we were talking about and stuff. So uh, give us by your, your recap about uh, all the previous uh, episodes. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. So, I mean, where it starts, I think it's it's like an overview of life, if you like. Chapter one is the journey to creating a magical life that you love. And as an overview of that and a reminder is we come into this life as an energy source. So you could call it a spiritual being, a life force, um, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we come into the a human body as this life force. And then we go through the process of birth. So we're kind of like literally kind of ejected out into this physical world. And then we go through a process of individuation which is like establishing ourselves in this physical world, creating an identity, creating, and part of that is a conditioning, a set of personalities and traits. And we learn to become who we think we are. And the deeper truth is it's not. That's an experience of life that we carry. And it's a relationship to life that we carry. And then, of course, we position ourselves in life based on who we believe we are. So we start to create this reality um, the relationships that we create, the the type of career that we create or the business we create, um, the financial structure, the, even the state of health, all of the things in our reality, we create this, which is kind of like equal to who we believe we are. So then I call that the unconscious world or the ordinary world, actually. I, I kind of call that like most people get stuck in the ordinary world and accept life. And that's the way it is. This is just life. And I believe that oh, we, we have a purpose to be here. You know, I truly believe that we signed like a soul contract and we came down on this earth for a reason and there's a purpose. And I also believe that our, our mission, if you like, or the ultimate goal of life is to realize this. It's like, remember the truth, if you like. It's like when we come into this physical world, we forget the truth. Um, and that's part of the game. It's like we, we come in, we give up our memory, <laughs> And then we have to go through life. And it's like the ultimate goal is to remember the truth of who we are. So the ordinary world is come into life. We get born, we establish ourselves, we create this life. And that's the ordinary world. And, and then there's the super conscious world. And this is exactly that. It's going through a process of realizing, actually, I'm more than just my mind. I'm more than just my body. I'm more than just this identity or set of personalities. There's something more to me. I'm this creative life force. And then realizing that, we can start to, to play a bigger game. We can start to play life as a spiritual being, if you like. Play the game of life as a spiritual being, which means less limitations. And I call it live as a superconscious creator in a superconscious world. And that's the transition. So the journey of life kind of goes in one full cycle. And it's almost like the end result or the ultimate goal, if you like, is to be in a physical world body, be able to experience this physical world through the body and have fun. And because that's that's the goal of life, right? Is have fun, play the game of life, but do it as a, a from the viewpoint of a spiritual being, which is limitless and not limited. 
So that's kind of a, a quick overview, if you like, of, of chapter one. And the reason I put, sorry, go on. No, 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 I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, and, and the reason I put it at the beginning of the book is because I wanted people to come into the book with like zooming out of life. It's like, take your life, zoom out. It's like, almost like, imagine putting your life into a jar and then observing the jar from the outside because it changes your viewpoint on life. It's like yeah. having an, an objective yeah. viewpoint rather than subjective. Um, so that's why I started the book like that. Uh, chapter two is then about understanding the some of the science behind what I'm saying. And and I'm like I said, I'm not a scientist. I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't even claim to fully understand it myself. However, one of the big changes and shifts in my life because I was very logical minded. Um, I still am in ways, although I am more creative and more spiritual now, I still have a very kind of left brain logical side to me. And when I started to study the science of it, so I went to events like Joe Dispenza's and he was a quantum physicist and, you know, all these like Bruce Lipton, he was a um, stem cell biologist and, and they did talks and events and I went and I read their books. When I started to understand the science of how energy works, it really helped me to start to believe in something I couldn't see. And because that made such a big impact on my life, because I struggled with the whole spiritual thing. I really struggled with that. And I, I, although they were in my heart, I, I knew it. And in the crash, I had an experience of seeing Ollie after the crash. I kind of saw this energy. But then I still questioned, did I see that? Was I hallucinating? Was I delusional? You know, so even though I had a, a, a real experience of it, I was still questioning of it. So when I understood some of the science behind it through these geniuses, if you like, it really helped me. So I wanted to put some basic understanding into the book and so okay this is the journey of life this is this is actually how energy works and there is an energy field and intention and human consciousness intention is focused force right so that actually affects the physical matter around us and when people can understand this concept from a proven science i think it helps people to to believe in the potential within themselves so that's really why I wanted to move into that direction in the book. Um, so that's kind of the recap. And, you know, I think you'll remember we spoke about the um, the uh, uh, the experiment where the light experiment, you know, in collapsing the yeah, waves uh, and... Yeah, yeah, the, the, the experiment that we actually, we, we put this experiment in the in the description, in the, the YouTube in the description in one of the, the episodes. That's it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then it's a great experiment because it, it proves the science behind how in human consciousness can actually affect physical matter. Um, and then we then we took a deep dive into self-actualization. And self-actualization is the complete realization of one's potential. So kind of coming back to that journey of life, and it's actually taking a deeper dive into what an identity is, understanding it, how to operate. So for, like, so for example, we are this creative life force and we can, we're, we're capable of so much more than we've ever been led to believe, right? I mean, there are geniuses on this planet, past and present that have just done the most magnificent things. There is no difference between you and I, the people listening to this podcast and those people. Maybe the difference is, is they had more access to their genius or 
maybe the difference is, is they had a different relationship to themselves. And, you know, if you imagine you as this life force, imagine it as like a ball, and then you have different identities. You could say like a, a classic is the people pleaser. You could say the coach, you could say the, the podcaster, <laughs> you could say the trainer, whatever, you know, there's, there's millions of these identities. And if you operate as one identity, you know, and a good example I love to share is, you know, I'm a coach and I coach people. If I take my coaching identity into my marriage, that's not a good idea. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> like it works great when I'm coaching my clients It's not good in my marriage. <laughs> uh, and my point is, is that an identity, it, it can win games in the right area of life. And, and it can lose it, games in the wrong places. Exactly, you know, and it causes destruction if you take if you take the wrong identity into the wrong game, it causes destruction. So self-actualization is about understanding the truth of who you are, how to choose identities, how to let go of the ones that no longer serve you, um, and fulfill that potential. And also to understand that you are not this identity only, that you are like uh, like that you are what you choose to be, right? Yeah, exactly that. And it, and that's that's the beautiful thing. It's it's about choice. Everything is a choice when we know we have a choice, and that's the point. And this is why I'm so passionate about the work that I do, is because most people are they fall victim to their circumstances of life, not because they're a victim necessarily, but because we don't know if you don't know you don't know you just don't know right <laughs> you, you sometimes you don't know what you don't know and that's kind of the point in this it's like we go through life in this river and we just flow down the river of life and things happen to us and not for us and what i'm saying is actually with awareness and with an understanding of this is actually you can switch that around and you can make life happen for you and not to you but to do that you've obviously you need to have an understanding of this concept of who you are and that is the biggest invisible cage that most people live in is this idea of who they are or even worse who they think they should be based on what other people think and then of course they play life out based on what they think they should be or who they think they are and that's that doesn't have to be the case yeah it doesn't but yeah yeah well I hope that uh, this uh, book and podcast will help people change that perspective. Anyways, after that, we, we jumped into uh, the chapter about creative resistance, right? And that was mm. last week's uh, last week's episode. So do you have anything to recap about this one as well? Quickly. Absolutely. This, this is probably one of my favorite lessons that I learned and obviously I share in the book is... Most people, they struggle to get what they want in life because they they have this idea that they need to go to the past or uh, and heal the wounds to get where they want to be. Or they have this idea that there's something wrong with them and they have to fix, in inverted commas, themselves to then be the person that they need to be to create what they want to create. And there is kind of a piece of truth to this. Because sometimes there's something in our past that we need to go and process, get handled, and that releases the what I call the psychological tension that attaches us to the past. 
So there is a degree of truth in this now, which is why actually so many people buy into the idea, because it actually, you could argue it's true. <laughs> um, but actually there's a bigger truth and there's another piece of the truth that is missing that makes the whole truth work. And what I'm saying is, is that when you focus on what you want, so you focus forwards. So you want to, so let's say financial freedom, because I think everyone can relate to that. You want to create financial freedom. So rather than focusing on what you think you need to fix about yourself to become the person you need to be to then make the money you want to make, actually, you need to focus on what is the end result of financial freedom and start to move towards it. Because as you focus towards it, you create this, what we call creative tension. You put a structure of consciousness in place. And, and actually the tension, which is uh, probably a slight feeling of frustration within you because you've identified where you are now compared to where you want to be. Oh, I want to earn $10,000 a month and I'm now earning $1,000 a month. It doesn't feel good, right? It's tension. And that tension is actually the potential to create action or take action. So it's a good thing. So we want that, but we don't want it to take us out of the game. So that tension actually starts us to move us towards where we want to be. And, and that's my point. And then as, as you move towards where you want to be, the resistant points will emerge. So those things that get triggered from the past, they're not good enough, not intelligent enough, whatever it is, they get triggered and then we handle them. So what I'm saying is, just to recap this, is focus on what you want to create and then handle any fears or challenges as you move forwards. Don't go back into the past, searching for what you think is wrong with yourself, trying to fix that first to then move forwards. Because the difference is you have a creative tension that pulls you towards your, your wants, or you have a psychological tension that anchors you to the past. And they're two different structures of life. They're two different consciousness. They're, they're two different um, positions to operate from. And a, and a good real world example of this, really simple, and this changes the game. I, I just had a client in my coaching group recently who's come off medication permanently. And she said the reason was this one sentence because it just hit home with her. And, oh, you know, obviously we did some work on it too, but <laughs> this one sentence was the thing that landed for her. And it was like, I said to her, stop trying to heal your body. If you want to heal your body, stop trying to heal your body and start focusing on creating optimum health. So, so what is it that you need to create optimum health? And, and when you start to focus on that, then all of a sudden you move into optimum health. When you start trying to fix your, your in, in inverted commas, broken body, well, guess what? You create more of your broken body. You send the invisible message. It's like a, another example is if you want to create financial freedom, stop focusing on trying to fix the reason you're broke and start focusing on how do you create wealth? Look at rich people. What do they do? Or look at people that are like super healthy. What do they do? And focus on those things. And that's the big difference. And, and actually that's probably the, the big lesson from the book. I, I just love that idea and it changes everything. It's a game changer. Nice. Nice. Okay. I think that's just a good recap of everything that we did. Now let's dive into chapter five, Miracles and Magic. Very nice name for the chapter, I have to say. And uh, very exciting to, excited to hear about. So do you have a word for us before we, we dive into the chapter? Is there like a word that you would like to define? Absolutely. And I'm going to be cheeky and take two because of the chapter title. All right. <laughs> uh, Let's do it. 
miracles and magic. So I'm going to take two, miracle and magic. Uh, so miracle by definition is, a miracle is a supernatural event that seems difficult or impossible to explain by natural or scientific laws. An extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs. An extremely outstanding or unusual event, thing, or accomplishment. Magic. Okay. These are all definitions of uh, miracles, right? Separate ones. Yes. Or that, that's the, okay. that's the definition. Yes, that's the definition of miracle. Okay. The definition of magic is the art of invoking the supernatural. Possesses distinctive qualities that produce incredible or miraculous effects. A mysterious quality of enhancement. A mysterious life force. And the reason that I love looking at the definitions is because miracles happen around us every single day. We create magic every single day. We just don't realize it often. Uh, and the understanding it, being able to witness it, see it and, and realize it. And by definition, you realize it, you make it real. And so you can start to divert that awareness into creating miracles and magic that you want. And that's really what this chapter is about. So there you go. So it's about, it's about seeing the magic and seeing the miracles that happen all around you all the time, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's one of the lessons in the chapter. And, and the chapter is really about moving into a position within yourself where you become a magnet for miracles and magic. And we'll talk a little bit about doing that and how you do that. Um, and it's also about seeing those opportunities of miracles and magic that come into your life. Because it's one thing moving into that state where you can attract them, manifest them, bring them into your reality. It's another thing actually being able to identify the opportunities and then take them. So mm -hmm. we'll talk about both sides of that. Okay, I'm gonna rephrase. So in the in the book, in the beginning of the book, you were saying that there are right answers and wrong answers. And the right answers are uh are caused basically uh by the superconscious and the wrong answers are by the subconscious and the unconscious mind. So how do I differentiate between the two? You know, like it's like it's very difficult. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's a great, uh, that's a really, really great question. And uh, I think this is one of life lessons, life's lessons uh, and challenges for all of us. And so the right answers are where they come from a place of creation. So this is the first thing to understand here is that our unconscious is, as we already know, it's, it's there to keep our body alive. Okay, so it's agenda is to keep the body alive. So it is not there to help you go out and create amazing relationships. It's not there to help you go out and create financial freedom and all of it and all these wonderful experiences. It's there to keep you alive. Yeah. And the superconscious is a place of creation. It's not thinking about survival, it's thinking about creation. So a right answer is a creation-based answer. A wrong answer tends to be from a place of fear. Now, what it tends to do is it tends to, a wrong answer tends to pull you back in, cause downward shifts in moods, and it causes like a, contra a contraction of self. So if you've got a wrong answer to, to life, so you've got a life challenge, for example, or you've got something that has not gone the way that you want it to be in life, 
and you're looking at it and, and you're trying to come up with the answer. Okay, what do I do next? What's the next move? When you get that answer, you, you can get a good idea because when you think about it, you can ask yourself the question, what mood does that do I go into? So, okay, so you've got a big business decision to make and you could say, okay, what connected to the business decision, what mood does that put me in? When you, when, you know, give, give yourself the solution, if you like, or the answer, and you'll soon know because the, the answer will start to put you in a downward mood or an upward mood. And a good, a good way to indicate on this is when you get to the truth. Now, in fact, interestingly, I was with a client last night and she got a right answer in life. And the right answer was connect. She's moving abroad. Um, she's got a lot going on in her business and she's got two children. She's married uh and she actually come up with the right answer was that she was moving abroad because she was running away she was running away from herself she was running away from the challenges in her business and, and life now it wasn't necessarily a an answer that she wanted but because she got to the truth it actually made her feel amazing. She felt a lot better because all of a sudden she got the truth. And so she's like, okay, now I'm running away and I understand this. And so what's the right answer? And, and the right answer ended up being for her that yes, she does want to move abroad and it is the right answer for her and her family, but actually it's driven by the wrong desire. It's, it was, so what she needs to do is learn how to create happiness now, learn how to be content with herself now and then move abroad. And that was a right answer for her. So although it was challenging, there were some tears and emotions, actually she felt amazing afterwards. So a right answer is will make you feel good. It might bring some challenge, but it will. It, the end result will be that you'll feel in alignment. You'll feel good. You'll just know. You know, if you've ever had an awkward conversation with someone, you dread it. And then, and then all of a sudden you have the awkward conversation, you both feel great afterwards. And you think, oh, I'm glad I, I'm glad I just was honest. That's the yeah. feeling. So that 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 right answer, that truth will give you um, is that feeling. Now, I want to give you an example of a wrong answer because this is so important. And, and uh, in 2019, I lost a lot of money in a in a business. I lost 130,000 pounds in a business deal in less than 12 months. And it was my money. It wasn't borrowed money. It was after tax. So it, that it was that amount of money. And that was very, very painful as you can imagine. And, and I was, I was not only was the money lost big, but I was feeling guilty for my family. It could have been for my daughter's education, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I, I was really stuck in it. And I really struggled with, with that loss because it was my fault and totally my fault. And I had to own that of course. And then of what I didn't realize, and this is the powerful thing. I started to come up with ideas of how to put that right ways to invest new business ideas. And the long story short is I, I started to make more investments. I started to go into crypto, stock market, all this stuff. And I started to make a lot of mistakes and I started to lose more art, lose more money. Now, I actually did have some big wins as well. So in a way, it wasn't helpful for the life lesson because it masked the destruction that I was causing. So the, the money was kind of evening itself out. But actually what was really going on here, which I now understand and I didn't, is that I was coming up with wrong answers to try and fix the problem I had created. So the wrong answers or the solutions that I created in my mind became the next problem. 
And we've got to be very, very careful with that. So if we make a mistake in life, we make a bad investment, we go into a relationship we shouldn't have done, often we can come up with ways to try and fix it. And that's really about fixing how we feel. And then the, the wrong answer becomes the next problem. And then we get stuck in this cycle. And, and in that story, what would have been a good, a right answer? <laughs> the, so the end conclusion was that um, one of my... One of my coaches, he said, he said to me, I want you to list all of your investments, all of your businesses, everything, and get the facts. And then he said, I want you to find out what were your successful actions, what do you find easy, and then lean into it. So I went through all my businesses uh, for the last 12 years, different industries, property investments, stock investments, crypto. I mean, I've done a ton of stuff and I went through all of them. And it was really interesting because I never saw it. I never saw it. And I had this massive spreadsheet, all these pieces of paper. And when I, when I looked at it, there was two things that really stood out and they were easy for me. Trading in the stock market. I've, I've made money consistently for nearly four years on that. And processing, which is you know advanced coaching. So processing and coaching. And it hit me. I was like, huh, when you, and this is kind of the point of the chapter, actually, you, success without struggle becomes easy when you move into this sweet spot, which we'll talk about. And that's the point. It's actually, and most people may not get this. It can be triggering when I say this, but creating success is actually easier than struggling in life. But, it, but to get to that point, you have to get the right answers. You have to move into a state of flow. So what I did is actually I leaned into my successful actions. So I started to stop doing a lot of, I stopped investing in crypto. I, I shut down a few of my other things. I shut down a few property investments. I started to get rid of the things that I was struggling with. And I leaned into my successful actions and it was a right answer. And actually it served me. I've got more time, more freedom, more money. It was a huge lesson for me. So I got a right answer in life and it felt great. Nice. Okay, that, that clarifies. Okay, and then after that, we, we went a little bit into the flowing structure of health, right? Yeah, yeah. So I want, yeah, I'm really, I really want to talk about this with people because they will have heard a lot about the structure, moving into flow, the concepts of this, which is wonderful. we got to understand the concepts, but... We can make this simple. And one of the ways to move into flow in an area is very, very simple. First of all, and then actually, let me say this first, is moving into the sweet spot is what I call it. And that's that moment of miracles and magic. Now, if you imagine, if you draw a circle, and let's say that circle is your current reality, okay? That's your life as it is. Now, if you draw another circle, slightly overlapping that, that first circle, and you call that your what you want in life, what you want to create. In the middle, there's this tiny little overlap, okay? And that's what I call the sweet spot. And that sweet spot is learning to love now, but also having desires to create more. And this is this is actually the, the, the art of life, not the science. This is the art. This is what I think is like the, the challenge of life. How do, we, how do we move into a place of contentment now if there's something that we want in life? Because it kind of the, the, the two ideas conflict themselves, right? So that's the challenge. We've got to find a way to love now and truly love now, even if it's even if it's not where we want to be in life, but also want more. And how we do that is because 
the want for life has to be driven by a desire to create. So going kind of going back to the structures, if you want something because you think it will fill a void in your life or a void within yourself, then it's going to cause a lack of contentment now. If you want something because you believe it's a creative or it's or it's purpose driven or you think it will make a difference to people's lives or there, there's a reason to create for it, then you can actually really love now, but also still be driven to create this. And I think that's the that's the sweet spot, because we are nothing in this universe stands still. We are creative beings. We need to create. But also we've got a master loving now. And, and that's the sweet spot. So so let's take that principle and connect it to health. If you want to move into a state of flow and health where you have to you have to say how can i love my health now and you might say well i'm in pain every day that's really difficult i've got uh i don't know let's say arthritis i've got pain in my knees so uh, it's really difficult for me to love my health because i'm in pain every day of course your body is screaming out through pain it's screaming out and it's grabbing your attention and it's pulling it into the pain so it makes it difficult to love that but what you, you if you look at your body, you can ask how many elements of your health are optimal? Like, can you see? Do you get the gift of seeing? Can you hear? Can you can you feel? Can you taste? Can you smell? Can, can you walk? You know, what are the things that you can do? Because there are hundreds of thousands of processes happening in your body. Your body has thousands of functions. And there are, there, you know, most of your body, you might have like 90, 94% of your body is healthy, but there's a 6% that is unhealthy. It's out of alignment and, and your attention gets pulled into that 6%. So you've got to find the pieces that are healthy. Find, and it's the feeling that you're searching for. It's like, what can you love about your body now? That's step one, because it's enjoying now, right? And, and step two is focus on the creation of optimum health. It's like, okay, I love my body now. I get I, the, the beauty of seeing the trees, uh, the smelling the fresh air, or you know, listening to music that I really love, or you know, whatever that is for you, or tasting food. If you're like me, you probably love food. <laughs> Eating good, uh, you know, nutritious, healthy food. Enjoy the now of your body, and then focus on okay, what can I do to create optimum health? And that's that's called moving in the flow. And that's what this is about. It's it's that moment of miracles and magic because when you move into that moment, you'll be amazed. Like weird things happen. <laughs> weird things happen. Like you just get these coincidences, and that's called magic. That's called miracles, and that's what it's about. Seeing those. So, so you say like if you if you manage to enjoy the now of your body, let's say like enjoy and focus on the on the eyesight or the smell, which is basically like lots of exercises like in meditation, like tell you to. That's how to be like uh, mindful. So when you're focusing on um, on these things, and then you just like talk to yourself or to your mind about like how to be creative uh, or how to uh, focus on optimum health, things will pop up to you, right? Like Absolutely. You, you will start seeing things. You start seeing pattern in nature and things that will happen to you that will help you basically because you have shifted kind of your focus onto that and you made that you, you're observing that and then it will come right Makes sense. absolutely yeah. yeah people underestimate the power of the influence of our minds especially on our body but that in in creating our life also but you know if you think if you move into loving your body now what do you do you put yourself into alignment with mentally emotionally physically and you'll actually notice 
more of a physical world and practical thing is that you start to actually make better decisions anyway because you're 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 perceiving life slightly differently as well so you'll make better decisions and actually you'll start to create health and you well you i we all of us we we always our our future is always an experience of what we've previously experienced and if you are living in a of of optimum health maybe it's not physically yet but if it is mentally and emotionally and spiritually it will transcend itself into a physical world experience and that's the point all right and then after that part about like the flowing structure of uh, of health you highlighted a little bit the flowing structure of money do you want to give us an example about that as well yeah yeah you know it's exactly the same principle actually and it's finding how to love now connected to money and part of that is your relationship to money it's about understanding what it is and it's also about okay what what can you you know if you can go out and buy yourself a coffee or you can go out and buy yourself uh like i went and played pedal tennis this morning if you've got the money to go and do something that you love to do embrace it and enjoy it that freedom because you know and that's part of loving now because the the feeling of the freedom of being able to to buy an experience that you want to do and pedal tennis is not a big thing i played for an hour but actually i'm emanating the feeling of the freedom that might actually that will expand in the future so maybe maybe that will expand into traveling for a year you know so it's it's emanating the feeling now the big big shift for me was when i when i i had this challenge my relationship to money was super unhealthy i was told money doesn't grow on trees money is the root of all evil there's less virtue in having uh sorry there's more virtue in having less money all of this stuff and it's like totally not true money is just a medium of exchange when i understood that money comes through value exchange so rather than trying to go out and, and um earn money i would actually go out and create value and then of course people want to exchange that value by giving money and that was a big shift so again it's find it's the same principle find the wealth in now and then focus on the creation of wealth, not focusing on trying to fix things. So again, like, like I just shared, I was like, okay, so how can I start to go out and add value? And I started to coach for free. I started to, I worked, I did a lot of work with people for free for a long time. And then, and then all of a sudden I got good enough. People started wanting to pay me. I started to earn more money and then people started to refer me. And all of a sudden I was having fun and I was getting paid more. <laughs> nice. and that's kind of how it works. Okay, and, and how is true alignment related to that? True alignment is a way to move into that sweet spot because it's actually, it, I think it's one of the biggest challenges for most people and it certainly was for me. And actually it still is in moments, if I'm totally honest. Obviously I'm much better at it now, is moving into that sweet spot of enjoying the now and still wanting to create more. It's called contentment. It's, a, it's really about being content within ourselves and life. And I think that's the challenge. And true alignment is a way to create that, is, is like the first and fundamental steps. And I put it into five choices of true alignment to help people. And we shared them in chapter one. It's mm -hmm. choose to create a magical life I love. And that's, again, that's about creating a life that you love 
not about trying to problem solve your current reality. It's about what are you passionate about? What, what, what means something to you and enjoying life? Because let's be honest, if you're doing something you enjoy, if you're doing something meaningful, if you're doing something you're passionate about, it's a lot more fun, right? It's a lot easier of contentment. And part of that is, is happiness. It's about choosing to live in a healthy body you love. Our existence is four states, physical body, emotional state, mental state, and our spiritual state, our awareness. And if you choose to live in a healthy body you love, you take back control. You say, actually, I'm no longer, I'm no longer the victim to the circumstance of this. I can live in a healthy body I love and move towards that. This creating alignment in your body. Choosing a, a, your mind as a creative uh, life force, if you like. Our mind is amazing. It can be an incredible planning machine. <laughs> it can be an incredible planning machine that focuses and creates. It can also be a destructive force. It, you know, we all have a little voice. And in fact, if you're like me, you probably have 10. <laughs> and they sound, and they also sound like me. They're very convincing. You know, so so it can be one or the other. It can be like an opposing force or it can be a creative machine. And it's about observing it, separating from it and, and using it as a creative machine rather than a, a destructive force. Um, and it's about playing, like I mentioned earlier, it's about playing the game of life as a spiritual being. And that's that's a big freedom. If if you was to adopt the idea, and I do, and, and you know everyone will have their own uh, beliefs and relationship to this, but I adopt the idea that we are spiritual beings. We're not a mind, a body, or an identity, and we we do have past lives and future lives. We do come back onto this earth, and and I don't know if that's true, but that is genuinely what I believe, and mm -hmm. I think that belief gives me a freedom because I think, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to play all out in this life. You know, it doesn't matter if, you know, if I, if I go for something, I end up broke. Well, you know what, I'll just go again. I'll have fun. If I, you know, if I move abroad, it doesn't work. I'll just move home, whatever it is, you know, that, that freedom of like, it doesn't really matter because we get another go is like playing life as a spiritual being instead of a human being. You know, the idea that we only get one shot at this is scary for, for me is anyway it's like it almost scares me so much i don't want to make a mistake whereas the idea of being a spiritual being it's like whatever i'll make mistakes let's embrace that and the irony is of course you just have more fun and and all of those principles move us into true alignment and that's that's what i really want to help people with is like living in that state having fun being in alignment mm. okay all right and also we you had um an exercise for us and in, in the book about creating your desired reality identity process uh and you did it like in a few in a few steps right can you guide guide us through it a little bit and i'll ask you some questions about yeah absolutely so what this is really about is it's about creating the beingness and that's the key word. It's about creating the beingness that we desire to be that is equal to the reality we want to create. Uh, and one of the wonderful things about the mind and the body is when you experience a reality in your mind, the body doesn't know the difference between 
that perceived reality, that imagined reality and actual reality. So you can kind of trick the mind, you can trick the body, you can trick the unconscious. And that's what this is about. So step one, very simple, establish an area of creation. And you can do that. You can use the choices of true alignment. You can pick something in your life, you, health, money, whatever it is, but establish the area. That's step one. Very, very simple. Uh, and it has to be, you know, what is it that you want to create because you love the idea of the experience of it? Okay, not because it's going to change you, not because it's going to fix you and nothing like that. It's like you love the idea of the experience of them. So that's the first thing. Establish that area of creation. Step two is about creating the structure. Uh, you know, like we spoke about health structure, money structure. It's like creating that state of flow in those areas. And, and we do this. Number one is, is place your hands on your heart and move your awareness into your heart. And the reason we do this, so we physically place our hands on our heart and we breathe into our heart center is we, we start to move out of that survival fear-based experience and we start to move into a place of creation. It actually begins to expand our our potential that we can access. So then you take the desire from step one, the area of creation, and you accept it as truth in your current reality. And then vi visualize it and experience it. And as you begin to accept it as an, a truth and you begin to visualize it and experience it, you begin to experience the emotion of it. And while you're doing this, you actually begin to recondition your body, recondition your mind, recondition your unconscious um and it's fun <laughs> that's the bonus it's a fun experience <laughs> so you, you kind of create an image of what you want to be and and try to really dive into that image and imagine yourself really inside it right exactly exactly but before create that the... just put your hands on your heart and you just focus move your focus or shift all your focus on your heart and then breathe in slowly for a little bit and then you start doing that Exactly, exactly that. Okay. And the then next step is yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The next step is to um start to expand the possibility of it becoming a reality. Okay, so now you ask yourself the question: what are all the possible ways I can create this now? And this is quite fun because often one of the biggest blockages is is how, 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 how. It's the most frustrating question in the world. You want to you want to create something? How? 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 I'm sure everyone listening gets that question. Uh, but but there are so many possibilities that we just don't see. And by asking the simple question, you know, what are all the possible uh, ways I can create this now? You'll actually start to imagine, and that's the point. You're not you're not coming from a logic uh, like a logical place and trying to map out the plan of how to create it. It's like a, an imaginative place. Ah, if I was to imagine doing that, well, how could I possibly create that? And you'll be amazed at like the genius that comes out. You'll be amazed at like these genius, fun, wacky, crazy, awesome ideas that just start to pop out of the mind. And it's again, it's fun, but actually you'll find that there's amazing things you didn't think of. And that's what it that's what that's about. It's about expanding your mind and also tapping into your genius that you don't even realize is actually there. So in order to feel that, I think that the most important part here is, is step number one, like because you always do imagine ourselves in different situations like that. Like it's 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 the area where you place your hand and you focus and you focus your awareness on your heart. That's what opens up that channel and get, gets you all these uh, these new ideas. Let's say. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then after that, is there a step after that, or then then you just like read yeah. or you write that down? What what do you do? <laughs> yeah, and it's super simple. The next step is enhance the sensations of your desired reality and what that means is it basically means feel deeper into the experience because the deeper you feel the more powerful of a magnet you become so the the deeper the emotional experience the more powerful the energy that you become so you just ask yourself a simple question what would i love to create to enhance this feeling even more so what would i love to create to enhance this feeling even more and then just whatever that, whatever the idea comes, and it will probably expand the experience, or maybe there'll be a new idea or a new image that comes to make that experience bigger or deeper or richer or whatever it is, but it will actually deepen your emotional connection to it. And that will expand the energy to it. It will, it will allow you to experience the beauty of it now. Uh, and then, and then the last step is open your eyes. <laughs> the last step is experience the moment with presence. Just experience how it feels now, and and that's it. Very very simple. And and the beauty and the big lesson in this process is, you have the ability to experience anything that you want to experience right now. You don't need so you can change your internal state just by focusing your attention in a different place. And of course, then you start to switch that and you and that creates the reality. So that's it, very, very simple. And you, you recommend that the, our uh, listeners to do this process with the five to alignment choices. So basically like we do them for, uh, for like having, uh, choosing to live in a healthy body and choosing to live uh, a magical life they love and to use the mind as a creative force and to live a meaningful life of passion and choosing to play the game of life with freedom as a spiritual being. Exactly that. If you do run this process on those five areas of true alignment or those five choices, then that alone life will massively change. Yeah. Nice. And once you do this stuff, you are going to start seeing uh, miracles and magic all around you, right? All right? Yes. You so are. I, guess, <laughs> I, I guess we all have a task now to do that at the end of the podcast and try to look for miracles and magic and then I'll update you what I, what I came across. Nice. nice. Okay. So anything, anything you would like to conclude about this chapter before we wrap up? Yeah, there is actually, and it's really important. So, so I do just want to take a couple of moments to share. The The last thing in the chapter is, is the subtitle is called The Art of Seeing Miracles and Magic. And that is so important because miracles, are, like, miracles and magic don't happen. There's not these gold pearly gates that open in the sky and then a, a big angel comes down from the heavens. It doesn't work like that. Miracles and magic happen by meeting people, like meeting you. Rahim, you know, this has been a blessing and, you know, that will unfold, I'm sure. And and that's a miracle and it's a beautiful thing. And we have to recognize that. And a really good example is um, in 2018, I went to an event. I met Anna and Owen, who you know, and they, they run a club called the Investment Club Network. And they become very dear friends of ours. And then they we started to, they taught us how to invest in the stock market. And 
that's now our main income. That's what's given us the level of financial freedom we have, actually. And my point here is that these are two human beings that came in a conversation at an event. They gave us their business card. We went for a drink. We, we really connected. We actually went to a Joe Dispenza event together, which is really cool. They were the miracle of magic that came into my life. And luckily, I had the awareness to recognize it. And that's my point. You know, people, things, moments, opportunities will come and you've got to recognize them. So that's what I wanted to finish by saying. Nice. Okay. And would you like to give us a bit of a teaser about uh, next uh, episode? Yeah, this is the fun stuff. This is, uh, it's called Becoming Superconscious is the next chapter. And it's how to communicate with your superconscious to get the right answers in life. So we're going to actually start to move into more of the practical application about how to master these abilities. Yeah, and if I may, I would recommend like our listeners to, to get the book and start feeding it. Because now it's going to become useful to have the book as like a workbook with you to start doing the exercises because starting the next chapter, we're going to, there will be like a lot of exercise. I mean, start it now, but starting the next one, we're going to dig deeper in, in these skills. So it's going to be important to read all the previous chapters in order to continue. At least that's my thing. Yeah, absolutely. One of the one of the big drivers on this book was that it could be a manual for people to a usable manual as well as a book. So it's got all of the processes written step by step. Okay, very good. And I'll leave also a link to the in uh, in the description of this let uh, of this uh, episode so that uh, people can find the book if they want. Okay, Aaron, thank you very much. Uh, it's been a, a very nice episode, and I will see you next week. Thank you guys for listening and have a great day.